You can fake caring, but you can't fake showing up. The Dakota Access Pipeline was originally slated to run through Bismarck, North Dakota, where all the white people live. But there were complaints, so they rerouted it through the Standing Rock Reservation where all the native people live. Big surprise. The pipeline was newly slated to run very close to the rivers that supplied water to the reservation, and the Black Snake, as they called it, would decimate sacred lands in the Sioux Nation. In November of 2016, the Reverend John Floberg, Episcopal priest for the reservation, put a call out to clergy. His call came from a cry of support for the tribal elders, the tribal elders of the councils that make up the Sioux Nation, the Lakota, the Nakota, and the Oglala people. The elders wanted clergy to come and pray with them, to show their support for what was happening on their land, to help the water protectors. John thought that perhaps 50 faith leaders would show up, but when 500 clergy descended onto the Standing Rock Reservation, the tribal elders were overwhelmed with a huge commitment of support. Hearing the call, my heart told me I had to go. So I made a plea to my internship congregation in Binghamton to send me to be present for justice. We collected three times the amount needed during that Sunday worship service to cover my travels, so we also purchased some supplies that the water protectors would need to make it through the harsh North Dakota winter. I, along with my senior colleague, the Reverend Douglas Taylor, flew to Minneapolis, and once there we met up with a contingent of about 25 other clergy, mostly UU, and drove by caravan the eight hours to the Standing Rock Reservation and Camp Ochari Sakowin, where the water protectors had set up their community to protest the Dakota Access Pipeline. We met up with the 500 other clergy at Cannonball High School on the reservation just a few miles from the camp, We were given instruction by the tribal elders to be peaceful, prayerful, and nonviolent. Our handbell choir is playing two anthems today. The first one they played is called Tribute. It was inspired by a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. He says, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice. Dana Fisher, columnist for the Washington Post, reports that analysts who researched the March for Our Lives events that took place all over our country reports that over two million people showed up for this event somewhere. These marches were led by teenagers to show the world that we must start fighting for them. Our country has this cycle where something tragic happens involving a mass shooting and some of our politicians will begin to push gun legislation while others will say it's too early to talk about that. Let's give them time to mourn. Then as the event fades from our vision, the country falls back into a false sense of calm. There is an absence of tension as those pushing gun control back off to give way to the feelings of grief by those affected. We heard great speakers at the March for Our Lives. 
like Emma Gonzalez, who spoke the names of those who died, who reminded us that their lives had come to an end, that they would never again do what they love, who stood proudly and strongly in silence with tears streaming down her face to give sacred space for those who are killed. Fight for our lives, she declares, before it's someone else's job. Ana Chavez, a teen from Los Angeles, recounts the day her brother was shot and killed in their neighborhood. She said, I had to learn to duck from bullets before I learned how to read. Then there was 11-year-old Naomi Wadler who organized a walkout in her school, but more importantly, to give voice to gun violence in general. She tells us, I am here today to represent the African-American girls and women whose stories don't make the national headlines. I am here today to say their names because I have the privilege to do so. And of course, there was young Yolanda King spreading her dreams and her hopes for a future. A future where enough is enough and there is no more gun violence. Our teenagers, our teens, who led this action across the country, impel us to continue the fight that we must not become complacent simply because the tension leaves the system, but that we need to continue the fight until there is a presence of justice in our world. After all, Martin Luther King Jr. tells us, true peace is not merely the absence of tension, but the presence of justice. The second piece the handbell choir is playing was inspired, inspired by Mother Teresa. Her gentle words remind us, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. This past Wednesday, I went with a group to stand vigil outside of the Regional Immigration Customs Enforcement Office, also referred to as ICE. We were there because a man who is facing deportation asked us to show up for him. Soon after we arrived, I was asked to accompany him into the office along with two other clergy members. I was appalled at the way the office officials were treating the individuals and families who reported there. The officers I encountered at this office on this particular day were uncompassionate and uninterested at best as if they had no idea that their decisions were changing the lives of people who were standing in front of them. There were families with children. The man that I escorted came with his wife and his five-year-old son, both of whom are citizens of this country. Did you know that deportee families are forced to purchase their own plane tickets out of this country? and that they are not allowed to connect within the United States. Sometimes the officers share this rule, and sometimes it is not declared until the plane tickets are purchased, and then they are told they must buy new ones. It is also the case that people facing deportation are sometimes asked to wear ankle bracelets as if they are in house arrest. But the thing is, you have to go to a different location to get these ankle bracelets put on, and it is a private company 
It cost over $300 out of their own pockets to have these devices put onto their bodies. These folks are waiting in line for their time to be heard in an unjust justice system, a system that is designed so you will fail. There is little hope of prevailing so that families can stay together here in the United States, where it is much safer than many of their home countries. We need to do something to stop this unjust system. Write to your lawmakers, show up at their door, approach our own immigration justice task force, and ask what you can do to support our sanctuary in Bedford. Educate yourselves on the issues. Talk to your families and friends. There are countless ways to speak up, and I implore you to become active. After all, as Mother Teresa tells us in her gentle way, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. You can fake caring, but you can't fake showing up. There are a myriad of ways to show up in our world for social justice, for our children and our teens, for the livelihoods of those who are marginalized, and for our earth, which needs us now more than ever. I began this story of the sermon of how I traveled to Standing Rock to show up for our earth when I was asked by the people who needed me to show up. I tell this story and the story of the march and the story of the ICE office because I want to remind all of us that we need to show up when we are called to do so. I was called to Standing Rock that November to show up. I wish I could help you understand how profound it was to me to be gathered among 500 interfaith clergy, tribal elders, and water protectors of all ages. I want you to imagine the smell of the smoke coming from the sacred fire that burned 24 hours a day. I want you to feel the goosebumps I had when our UUA president, Peter Morales, participated in burning a copy of the Doctrine of Discovery. I want you to tremble, as I did, when I walked peacefully, prayerfully, and with a heavy heart onto the bridge, out to the front line of the battle, across from 200 police officers in riot gear. I want you to shudder as I did when I looked out around me in the beautiful North Dakota plains to see sniper officers on every hill and on top of vehicles surrounding us to keep the water protectors and the clergy in line just in case. I want you to feel my humility as the tribal elders smudged and blessed me in their space when I thought I was there to support them. I want you to feel the great sadness, exhaustion, and fear that I felt when at dusk helicopters and drones began to fly lower and lower to the ground Sound cannons and prison lights were turned on to deprive the water protectors from rest. All night long, this psychological warfare went on. How is it, my friends, that we are going to choose to show up for our children, our neighbors, and for our earth? 
to turn this world around from settling for the absence of tension to the presence of justice. After all, you can fake caring, but you can't fake showing up. Aho, blessed be, shalom, and amen.